What are your kind of top flow experiences? Can you kind of talk oh, me I'd through? Be, I'd say surfing and wingsuiting. So and powder snowboarding now. Um, so you... in a traffic situation as well, and in um, uh, just in, in like generally, if I'm in the city, I'm not there much, but you just you just you're more awake. Yeah, you see things with wide, wider eyes, you know. Yeah. So that's that's what I sort of tell people. Like I, I always write in my articles and stuff that you can take. Like the base jumping's been the best thing ever for me because it's allowed me to take everything I've learned in jumping and take it to ordinary life. Which is just giving me endless possibilities. So there's no, I use it in like there's no negatives, only positives. There's only, you know, it's the calf cup's always half full now. Um, I think that's the right one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this, it just. Yeah. I, I was lucky. I got in super early. Yeah. And and found it and just blew me away. I mean, my first skydive, I still blacked out for over five seconds. You know, so my brain wasn't able to process that information at all. Wow. Um, but then I I was intrigued by that went straight back up and did another one. Um, I've never been able to get that sensation again, except for closest I ever got was we did a human slingshot a couple of years ago in Dubai, and we're shooting out so fast. I think we're doing zero to 200 in about a second, about six, seven Gs. And I was able to process the information, but it was almost on my limit of processing it. Like, it was interesting. It's the only time I've got that sensation back since my first got up. Okay, wow. Yes. So, I mean, it's called sensory overload, the first, the first one, you know? Yeah, um, it's where your brain is just receiving too much information and it shuts down. Um, but yeah, you never get it back really. So, so it's interesting. So I've always been intrigued from day one about it all. You know, just yeah. like reading your website, you yeah. put it more into on paper. You know. Yeah, cool. Mm. So, what are your kind of flow highlights? If you were to talk um, to you know, part of the first thing about being able to create flow more frequently is is really recognizing the kind of the depths of your existing flow experiences so if we can just kind of yeah. delve into your really memorable flow experience see, i'm in a really good state of flow i generally smile yeah <laughs> because it's just i'm actually really relaxed um so that jump that took us five jumps that day to get to that point okay. and it's, i just saw a camera you can just see more so i see things often this there's a cameraman sitting there that i saw 15 seconds before i passed him at 200 k's an hour you know and I could just smile at him as I went past super casually, you know. And then, and so that's, everything's sort of almost happy. <laughs> like, you're just like in this calm, trance-like state, but like the Matrix, you know, like shit is actually moving fast, but you've just made it all stand still. Um, that's when I really enjoy it. Like, because everyone's like, oh, well, you must get this big adrenaline rush when you do this. And then I'm like, I don't actually. <laughs> I get really, really calm and really tranquil about it all. Um and after that, and that's you, you find that on different jumps, especially skydiving, because I was just doing some stuff out of my comfort zone this last week, and shit's moving fast still, you know. But when you get comfortable, everything just slows down, eh? and it's just poetic almost. But it's beautiful, and that's what I really like. I really later, but when you're in that moment, you're just again you're processing information so fast. Yeah, you almost not feel invincible. What's a good word for it? You um, you just you're on another level. To everyone and everything around you, um, and I mean that's a, it's animal instinct. That's what animals get. They're always they're in flow heat, <laughs> you know. But yeah, it's just it's it's almost hard to explain. Like I'm, I'm trying. I've been thinking about this a lot, and 
how to put it into words and stuff for my skydiving articles and to write back to my sister actually because I couldn't even explain it to her when I was with her last week. I was like, I've got to get back to you on this so I can give you a really good answer. Yeah. You know, because she's doing kinesiology and stuff. So, yeah, so she's sort of interested in it all as well. But definitely calming. That's probably the best way to put it. Calming. And, like, another way to explain it is if, when, we, when we jump off a waterfall and jump in snow, you hit a microsecond of a point where everything stops. And if you're in flow, which I generally am, it stops for a lot longer than a microsecond. So, so you're falling at the same speed as the water droplets or the same speed as the snow. And whilst it's only a microsecond, you can make it last for seconds and then it speeds up really quick. And it's, it's exactly like the movies, basically. Yeah. I mean, that's what The Matrix did is The Matrix put flow into cinema, in my opinion. Yeah, and I always use The Matrix as my, uh, as my sort of way to try and explain it best to the, the layman. Yeah. Because it shows it clearly on on cinema how how it works, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what's your yeah. um? So that golf course one, and what is there another scenario that you um? I mean, most most jumps like most that jumps. Are like me yeah. for that for me. Um, skating sometimes you're just cruising on a longboard, you know. You just yeah yeah really good, but definitely the wingsuiting for me is is a big one. I had an op. Uh, off heading opening once so where my parachute wanted to hit the wall and I was that quick on the reaction because I'd also done 15 years of visualization which we learn that in skydiving straight away it makes it hard as well because actually gives me a bad memory but in skydiving when we train jumps we'll learn 14 new jumps in a day and after each jump we've got to just like get rid of them and then learn the next one then do that then get rid of it so the visualization of doing that has helped me heat, but it's also, unfortunately, in my opinion, thrown my memory out the door a bit as well, um, which has been, but also I partied pretty hard back in the day too, so I can't. <laughs> I killed off all my bad brain cells, but I probably killed a few of the good fellas off too. Yeah, you, know? you just killed the slower, the slower bunch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just, me and my wife, um, she parties pretty hard as well. We're just actually changing all our diets and our lifestyle right now um, to, to just try and help, help things along a bit, you know, because not getting any younger. I see. Um, yeah. But, but, yeah, I mean, definitely, yeah, and just in traffic, just the reaction times, you watch other people and you just, like, yeah, most people are just living in a, a dream, but not a good one. <laughs> you yeah. know, whereas, I don't know, you really, like, I can miss, I can swerve and miss and do whatever. I just process the information really quickly a lot, you know. And then sometimes when you, like this motorbike, the one that really stands out, my cousin's a very good motorbike rider, and we did this trail riding super fast, super thin, you know, and I could, it was the first time when I was like, I can't keep up with my cousin, because when he's riding a bike, he's in flow for sure, and I couldn't get it, eh? I was, I'm not good enough on a bike, I'm not that good, and I couldn't get it, and that was the first time I really understood that I wasn't, in, not invincible, I wasn't always in flow, I couldn't get into it, I wasn't good enough mentally, physically or um, just being able to adapt to another sport to be able to get into it eh? and it's, it was really interesting and that, that was like really cool as well, even though I was pissed off, it was really cool pissed off, <laughs> so I've been chasing, yeah I've been thinking about that a lot more ever since you know, yeah so. So what, what prep that, helps you get into, into flow? Oh for me training and visualisation. Okay. For sure. How? Yeah, just just train. Can you like? I mean, I jump all the time. 
you know, and I'm doing extreme sports all the time. So my speed flying, I'm absolutely in flow when I'm speed flying as well, but not while I'm on skis. As soon as I take off, I can do anything, you know. Um, so but training for sure. And just, I think over time, being in a mountainous environment and an ocean environment so much, you adapt, like the human is so good at being able to adapt. And you can adapt to the situations you put yourself in. So, you know, so like early settlers, maybe, you know, they're, they're in the mountains, they're cold and they make themselves warmer. <laughs> you know, basic human human instinct and human nature. And I think, you know, like, do you know a guy called Dean Potter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very famous climber. He's a yeah. good friend of mine now. And, and okay. watching him in the mountains is just, he is a mountain man, you know, because he can adapt. He's done yeah. so much time in the mountains that it's second nature for him. He doesn't use ropes pretty much ever. Yeah. Um, he can just climb mountains because he's put himself in that situation. And, and same as the watermen, you know, your lad Hamiltons and, and stuff like that. They, they've put them, in my opinion, you know, if I put myself in a situation, you know, long enough, yeah. Then the more see, and also I, I talk to, I do seminars on aerobatics in base. Um, what I learned from doing hardcore aerobatics, so you know, like from four hundred fifty feet doing four or five flips or whatever, starting from single flips, learning and then pushing, 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 getting to a point where, like for us, it's deadly. So we have to, I have to accept my own limitations way earlier than I, I would like because I don't want to die, you know. Um, so I, I don't run at one hundred percent ever. Really, but um, what I've learned was coming back from, say, doing four or five flips on a jump to doing one flip on a jump opens the world up way more. So you sort of need to push yourself that hard and, and see with blinkers on to then pull back and be able to see the world with an open eye. So, and that's really interesting. It's very hard to tell a 20-year-old kid to do that because they just want to go crazy. But after coming full circle... I don't generally do all the big flips anymore. I just do the slow rotating ones and I'll see. I'll be upside down waving at people in a restaurant or for building or something, you know, because I'm in the flow doing that. And being able to do heaps of flips first has helped me. So now my brain expects me to do that stuff. And then when I lay it back a bit, they're like, the brain's like, oh, yeah, no, this is much cooler. <laughs> you know, so I teach people to, to not fly with blinkers on if everything they do and to work themselves up to it and that not rush into it. Uh, work themselves up to it, and then when you pull back, um, you're good, you know. But on the other spectrum of that, the guys, like we just lost a friend last year, um, they were pushing, 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 and their 100%, like a performance became normal percent, which my normal performance is 30 to 50% now, um, just because I lost so many friends and I'm having such a great life. Um, but these guys are pushing so hard, their normal became 100%, and you always need 100% sometimes because we're not perfect humans. So when these guys needed extra spike, they didn't mm. have it and the guy died from it. Um, so I try and teach that a lot as well because, yeah, running at 100% all the time, that's not not good for our sport. It's not surfing where you can sort of get away with it or skating where you'll break your ankles or something. We generally die. So our sport, whilst, whilst our sport is actually one of the safest extreme sports out there, mm. when it goes wrong, we die. It's very simple. It's not a broken ankle or, or things like that. So it's a real tricky one for, for helping others with that you know so, yeah. but yeah never I just wrote a, right, I just wrote you know, I just wrote a big article actually I just did a talk in Australia about surviving base and I just put all the different categories and stuff as well I can send you it to you if you like yeah they're just going to put in okay. all the mags now yeah, but yeah. it was a slideshow I just mentioned things like that but 
not relating to what we're talking about, but it sort of was actually. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's half what makes the skydiving such an amazing kind of sport for flow in terms of flow. When you think about it, you know, the consequences are so high. You know, when you're when you're pushing it, um, that you're you're almost forced into a state of flow. You know, your your sense is engaged. The mind has to shut off because it just it, it can't compute everything that's going on and make those decisions mm-hmm. that, you, that you need to make, um, and you're kind of you're forced into it. What do you what do you do just before you jump off? You mentioned earlier you said you take a couple of deep breaths and you you kind of sit yeah, like off a cliff. Off a cliff, planes are different because it's all noisy and you've got to go at a certain time. But from the cliff, I'll um, gear up. These days it evolves as well, obviously, because I've got a lot of jumps, you know. So so it definitely is a bowl, but I'm always scared. That's one key. I always make sure I stay scared. Um, that's one of the key aspects to getting into flow, I reckon, as well. Um, uh, don't be overconfident with everything. And then, um, yeah, so I'll gear up and I'll prep myself on everything. So the weather, my skill level, my gut feeling that day, uh, the object that I'm jumping on. You know, because sometimes I walk away as well. Sometimes I won't jump stuff that my students jump. You know, I have my own little my own path, you know. Um, but then once yeah. I get up, I'll double check, triple check everything, make sure I'm cool. And then that way, when I go to the edge, the only thing I'm scared of is being scared. So that's a key key for me as well because that your mind doesn't have to think about anything else. It can, yeah. it can channel in and focus. Um, and then um, when it's time to go, yeah, generally I'll be freaking out, but that's you've got to turn that negative fear into a positive fear. So that's when I'll take three... You, because you're going to do it anyway. <laughs> so you, you may as well do it correctly. You know, If it gets too much, I'd walk away and stuff. But <clears throat> I understand my body and my consciousness. So yeah, when it is time to go, I'll take basically calm down, take three deep breaths, and on the third breath or, or fourth breath or whatever, I'll generally just head off. You know, And that way, just before you go, you're completely calm, very tranquil, and about to throw yourself into the unknown. But, I mean, if it's the unknown unknown, then that's another ball game like, I do know the outcome could be bad, but it's a it's calculated risk, so it's a very small chance as such. But it could definitely still happen any jump. Mm. I'm not no special more special than anyone else. Um, but once you put yourself in that position and you, you go, then then it's on, you know. And then you're just hyper aware of everything. Just yeah. to kind of back up what you're saying, if you like, to give you a little bit more knowledge. The the unfortunately, or maybe not unfortunately, I don't know, but. Um, flow isn't like a switch, you know. It's not like a magic pill that you just switch on and off, um, which would be nice. I don't want to do it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's a cycle, and that cycle, the first stage of the cycle, is struggle, you know, and that's where the adrenaline and the nerves, and you know, when you're saying you always have adrenaline beforehand, and you, and you stay nervous, and you, you know, that's really important because that kind of spikes our arousal system, and we become alert, we become plugged in. And the difficulty for a lot of people is distinguishing distinguishing at that stage between anxiety and arousal. You know, arousal makes us feel alive and gets us into that saber-toothed flow moment. And that anxiety is the stuff that's kind of head-conscious generated. Oh, what if, maybe this, or if I do that. And we go into the kind of the spiral thinking out of it and which shuts down our capacity, our ability, and our, our decision-making. So... Um, we, you know, that when we realize that that struggle phase, which you've obviously done naturally, is good. You know, I need that fear. I want that fear. I'm going to use that fear as my kind of my rite of passage, if you like. Then it's about finding that release valve. 
you know, and mm. and generally during that kind of um, struggle phase, we've got adrenaline, we've got cortisol going around of our body, which is actually kind of like a stress hormone, right? And and mm. it kind of inhibits um, messages going through our pathways, and in in the brain, there's different wavelengths that happen in our brains when we do different things. And during that struggle phase, we're at like a high frequency, which is like a beta level, right? Got to do this, got to do that, what's going on? And then when we find that release valve, and for some people, different athletes use different things. I was just talking to a, a world champion freestyle kayaker this morning, Nick Troutman, and he he uh, kind of almost manages you know, that, that feeling and that arousal in his body as if he's playing a musical song you know, inside his gut and inside his belly. And he kind of plays with it and almost has fun with it as if he's playing the bongos, just kind of up and down, up and down, up yeah, and down, yeah. to get into that rhythm to then plug in. Um, and, you know, some people, you know, I, I used to play tennis in front of a massive crowd and I used to picture everyone naked because it would just make me have a little smile. It would kind of release all yeah, that stress yeah. and it would just allow... And what that does is it sends a rush of like endorphins and anandamine and, and actually relaxing kind of chilled out chemicals in our body that allows us to go, okay, I'm cool. You know, I'm not kind of up in this crazy. And our brain waves go from that kind of um, higher beta level to that kind of lower theta, delta, alpha um, wavelengths, which we, you get from deep meditation or you get from when you've just watched a movie and you're sat on the sofa and then you kind of come out of it and you're like, whoa, and then, you know, and you're in a kind of a trancey sort of state. And, and finding yeah. that release valve to get into that space through, through that um, arousal allows us to then access that flow state. So finding those release... Um, <coughs> that release stage of the cycle is key. You know, it sounds you like you've done it with your breath. You know, you, it centers yeah, yeah. you. And submission as well. You're just submitting anyway. I think that's the key is for me. Yeah. Because it's so like death. You're just like, like again, I'll, I'll, I'll put myself in this position. So just accept the fact that I've done this to myself. Yeah. Because yeah, so, yeah. I'm well down for being petrified of everything. Okay. And I'll still, I'll always put myself in uncomfortable positions. I try and do as much motivational speaking as I can now to overcome one of my biggest fears. And he said, just learn the first two sentences. <laughs> just memorize the first two sentences you've got to start, say. Yeah. And the rest will just pick up in your state of flow, basically, you know. Yeah. And yeah, that's yeah. true. And I, I'm working really hard. That's why this is interesting even more because I want to get into more of the speaking stuff because it's one of the biggest challenges for me. You know, drunk at a bar, no problem. Writing, writing stories, you know, I've written, I've got six books or whatever, and I can just write, no worries at all, in my style, you know, it's not, I'm no good author or anything, but massively, you know, yeah. so I've been putting myself, you know, I've done talks in America, Australia, Spain, Kuwait, um, you know, and I'm just putting myself in those situations now, because that's like a way bigger adrenaline rush for me than jumping without the risk, the only risk is humiliation, which is more dangerous than death in yeah. your mind, you know? Yeah. Which is a really interesting concept, you know? So I want, that's my next um, adventure is trying to put more stuff into speaking. Great. Um, that's where we learn the most about ourselves. Yeah. Well, it's intense, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I, I hate speaking. I used to have a stutter when I was a kid. And, uh, yeah. and I, get so, now. I get a bit of a stutter now, every now and yeah. then when I'm speaking. Bizarre. I've never had yeah. it. Public speaking for me is the same. I really identify with that. But funny enough, every time I do it now, I find my flow. 
you know? Yep. Um, exactly. Rather than before when I was oh, younger, I'd stutter and I'd, and, but I'd keep going, you know, and it'd be so awkward <laughs> for yeah, not only yeah, myself, yeah. but for other people. Um, and, um, uh, but when you just keep going through, that's when we learn, when we're in those environments where we're, you know, that's, when everything's hard. smooth cruising and we're, we're winning or things are going well, we don't learn. You know, we learn when we're, when we're having to pick ourselves up off the floor and, and find an extra gear and, um, and find creative ways to get back into that pocket. Yeah, because I'm out there winning every day. Like every day I survive and every day I have a good time, I'm, I'm winning. You yeah. know, every time I challenge myself and succeed in that, I'm winning. And so that's a, that's the thing I sort of tell young guys as well. Like there can be one best, there can be one gold medal, you know, but fuck, man, everyone's a winner as such, you know. As long as you're stoking yourself out all the time, so yeah, so 